Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. If you are watching this episode on the day that it releases, then it is election day. And before anyone can ask me, no, I do not have any predictions as to who will win. Honestly, it could go either way in my opinion. But on the off chance that you are A, an American, B, have not voted yet, and C, are a liberal who is fed up with the Democrat shenanigans but still can't stomach voting for Trump, then this video is specifically for you. You see, over the past four years, as the Democrats have fallen into the hands of the far left and simultaneously as Trump has proven to people that, hey, he's not the worst president ever, more and more people who traditionally considered themselves to be on the left, kind of classical liberal types, have proclaimed that even though they are still by no means conservative, going into this election they feel like they have no other option than to vote for Trump. I'm talking about people like Tim Pool, Carlin Borisenko, Ariel Scarcella, James Lindsay, folks like that. And by the way, if you haven't heard of any of those people, I highly recommend you look them up because I enjoy listening to all of them. Still though, there are other people on the left who are also strongly opposed to the woke agenda, but don't think that voting for Donald Trump is the way to combat the progressive ideologues. One such person who I would like to talk about today is Sam Harris, the famous intellectual who, despite his reputation for being logical and rational above all else, in my opinion, seems to be suffering from a pretty severe case of Trump derangement. And I know that Sam Harris has a lot of diehard fans out there and you can get in serious hot water for criticizing him, but Still, he's been he's been saying a lot of questionable things lately. For instance, uh, this monstrosity. Osama bin Laden is, as a person, is far more understandable to me and far less reprehensible personally, psychologically, than Trump. So admittedly, just going off of that very short clip doesn't sound great, right? But as someone who has been quote-mined more times than I care to count, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Context can often greatly change the meaning of something that was said, especially if you're plucking a sentence or two from an hour-long conversation. From that clip, it kind of sounds like Sam Harris is saying that Trump is a worse person than Osama bin Laden. Not necessarily that Trump has done worse things than Osama bin Laden, but just that, you know, at his core, Trump is more morally reprehensible than Osama bin Laden, which, um, no. No, he's not. Like, I get that a lot of people don't like Trump, but still, he is not as bad a person as Osama bin Laden. And I feel like I shouldn't even have to elaborate on that point because it's just, it's so obvious. Like, obviously, the person who planned 9-11 and was this international terrorist responsible for the deaths of thousands of people is, like, just a bad person at his core. Whereas Trump, even though you may not like his tweets, has has not had the motive to do all that stuff. But anyway, so that's what it sounds like Sam Harris is saying without context. So maybe the context changes that argument. Maybe he's not actually saying that, right? No, no, that's not the case. There are people who are, you know, objectively worse than Trump. You know, you just, you know, compare him to Hitler. Hitler is worse. But the things that actually make Hitler worse are actually virtues, right? I mean, like courage and a commitment to something beyond yourself, right? Like if you add those, vir you know, in, in generic virtues to an otherwise malevolent asshole, 
Well, then he becomes a more competent, more self-sacrificing, malevolent asshole. I'm going to let you all know exactly what I think about that. Spoiler! It's not good, but first, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Simply Safe. So every 26 seconds, there is a break-in in this country, but with Simply Safe home security, you can protect your whole home around the clock. It's serious, lasting protection, and all it takes is a simple 30-minute setup. You'll even get a free security camera when you protect your home today. Simply Safe is an award-winning arsenal of sensors and security cameras that blankets every single inch of your home. You'll know your home and your family are always safe. You you get Simply Safe set up yourself in a few minutes without any tools or wiring. No technician or salesperson has to ever step foot in your home. Then Simply Safe will monitor your home around the clock with security professionals who are there in case of emergency to immediately send help to your home. Plus, there's no contract, no hidden fees, and no installation costs. This is truly home security for the 21st century. It's why US News and World Report named Simply Safe the best overall home security of 2020. So so right now, visit simplysafe.com slash Lauren and you will get a free home security camera plus a 60-day risk-free guarantee with any new system order. There's nothing to lose, so go today to simplysafe.com slash Lauren. Again, simplysafe.com slash Lauren, spelled S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash Lauren. There's a lot of craziness going on in the world right now. Make sure your home and your family are protected. I get that Sam Harris is smart, way smarter than I am. I, I wouldn't doubt that. But if you ever need proof that intelligence does not equal a solid moral compass, I present to you these clips. What makes Hitler worse than Trump is not courage or a commitment to something greater to yourself. It's that he saw another race of people, Jews and gypsies, for instance, as so, so inferior to himself that he actually tried to exterminate them. You don't have to like Trump. But if you find yourself at a point where you're actually complimenting Hitler's character in order to disparage Trump, I, I feel like you should know you've come to a point that that is beyond reason, that is beyond rationality. The things you are saying are not backed up by what is actually happening in the world. It seems like Sam Harris and his fellow TDS sufferers have created this caricature of Trump in their minds that is so evil and so irredeemable that, heck, even Hitler, by comparison, seems to have some positive qualities. People on the left often accuse Trump supporters of having a cult of personality around the president, but if you ask me, behavior like this, demonizing Trump to the point where Osama bin Laden and Hitler seem like better people, that seems like the cultish behavior. In any case, when those clips started circulating and gaining a lot of criticism, Sam Harris did respond to it all in a fashion. Replying to Mike Cernovich, who originally posted the clips, he said, I get that you don't like me or respect my audience, but why would you attempt to mislead your own audience? Anyone can understand what I was saying in context. Now, apparently I'm not part of anybody because I at least really could not understand what he was saying in context, or at least I couldn't understand a non-crazy meaning from what he was saying in context. So I asked him in reply to that post what exactly the context was. And even though Sam Harris obviously didn't reply to me because why would he, a lot of his supporters did. And to me, all those answers did was prove that yes, Sam Harris is coming from a place of pure Trump derangement, not a well-reasoned 
and well-thought-out position based in reality. One person said, basically what Sam Harris meant was that Osama bin Laden thought wrongly that his evils were for the greater good, whereas Trump only cynically cares about himself. Hence, one can argue that Trump is worse. Am I the only one who still just does not think that this context makes what Sam Harris said any better? Like, at all? First off, if someone's version of the greater good includes killing thousands of innocent civilians, no, they they don't have any moral high ground, even when compared to a self-serving narcissist, all right? They just murder, murder is worse, especially mass murder. Second, people like Sam Harris and his supporter here are so quick to assume they know Trump's motives when I'm sorry, but they just don't. You may not like Trump and things he has done, but it's just a fact that you don't know whether he is being just self-serving or actually patriotic when he pursues the presidency. If you're someone who, like Sam Harris, is always trying to presume Trump's motives, then just ask yourself, is this something that is actually based in fact, or are you just projecting your hatred of Trump onto everything that he does? Because if you can find it in yourself to just step away and stop focusing on Trump the person and only look at what he has actually accomplished and what has actually happened in the country over the past four years, then you might find that he's actually not that bad. And heck, maybe he is a self-serving bastard, but He's a self-serving bastard who actually has helped a lot of people. Under Trump, there was record low unemployment numbers reported for black people, Hispanic people, women. Heck, manufacturing jobs were coming back. The economy was the strongest it has been in a long time. Black entrepreneurship was rising. Again, you still don't have to like Trump, but if you honestly believe that the person who killed thousands is of a stronger moral character than the person who has helped millions, hundreds of millions, then I, I don't know what to say to you. Another person here says, maybe try listening to the podcast. He acknowledges that while Bin Laden and Hitler have caused more harm, they at least had some core commitments to something other than their own self-aggrandizement. According to who? You do not know Trump as a person. You just don't. And if you ask his supporters, it seems pretty clear that they do believe he has a commitment to something greater than himself. I don't know, how about pursuing American greatness? I know to a lot of people on the left, a sense of nationalism seems pretty foreign, but I think to people like Trump and his supporters, that is a genuine commitment that they are willing to make, to put the nation above themselves. Since he's gone into office, Trump has actually lost money. Trump was a billionaire TV star married to a supermodel before he became the president. He didn't need to run for office, but he did. Maybe you could say that, oh, he was just doing that to boost his own ego, but that's not not based in fact. And that's what really bothers me about so much of the criticism toward Trump is that it's not based in fact. You don't like him, criticize his policies, stop pretending you know him as a person. Comparison to Hitler and Bin Laden, Aside, though, The Atlantic also recently featured an article that I think is pretty relevant, arguing why a vote for Biden is actually the best bet if you are a liberal who hates the woke agenda. The article begins by saying a number of influential commentators who firmly opposed Donald Trump in 2016 recently announced their intention to vote for him in 2020. Nearly all of them, including James Lindsay, Danielle Pletka, and Ben Shapiro, blamed illiberalism on the left. As Shapiro said on his popular show, he is planning to 
vote for Trump because Democrats have lost their effing minds. But the fact is that Trump presents a much greater danger to key constitutional values and does more than anyone else to lend apparent credibility to extreme forms of protest, as well as an unremittingly negative appraisal of America. Voting for Trump to stem the rising tide of liberalism is about as pure an example of cutting off your nose to spite your face as political life can afford. The article gets a lot more specific about exactly why they oppose Trump, but I, I just want to say, if you think that Biden, voting for Biden is in any way sticking it to the extreme forms of violent protests, you've absolutely lost your mind. The people who are causing most of the violence, I'm not going to say all, but most, and I'm talking like 90 plus percent of the violence, are far left activists, Black Lives Matter and Tifa. Okay, these aren't people that support Trump or are voting for Trump. So how can you say that the best way to combat these extremists is by voting for their preferred candidate? just doesn't make a lot of sense. And you know what? Not only is Trump not their preferred candidate, he's also the only candidate who has come out and explicitly condemned them. Joe Biden has not called out Antifa or Black Lives Matter by name because he's scared to, because he knows that people who are on the streets and the people who support them, even though they may not be rioting themselves, those are part of his base, so he doesn't want to upset them. Honestly, voting for Democrats in light of all of the violence committed by Antifa and Black Lives Matter, as far as I'm concerned, is giving in to political terrorism. Next, the piece states that most Americans at all attentive to politics can recite a long list of Trump's verbal attacks on democracy. Trump has called for both Hillary Clinton, his competitor in 2016, and Joe Biden, his current adversary, to be locked up. He claims that the 2016 election was marred by fraud, even though he won, and now refuses to commit to a peaceful transfer of power should he lose. Whenever he clashed with judges, civil servants, or public health experts, he has called their legitimacy into question. Trump routinely denigrates journalists and opposition politicians and spread racist memes. Oh my goodness, the memes. To be clear, Trump hasn't just called for Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden to be locked up because they're opponents and he just wants to jail his opposition no other reason. Uh-uh, it's because there is pretty solid evidence out there that they engaged in illegal and corrupt activities. It's not anti-democracy to want to hold politicians accountable under the law. In fact, that's actually a pretty big part of what democracy should mean. Otherwise, you just have people in power doing whatever the heck they want with no consequences. Next, we're going to talk about how, according to the Atlantic, Trump has invoked pure, unfiltered racism during his presidency. But before we do, I want to tell you all about Ashford University. So right now, COVID is kind of a huge thing, and a lot of schools out there, even ones where you traditionally had to go to campus, are hosting all of their classes online. And I know from Liam firsthand that a lot of these schools are not prepared for the future. Their curriculum is a mess because they are not used to online learning. That is not the case with Ashford University. Ashford University's online online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule and unlike other universities out there, they are prepared for what the future holds with the pandemic, with any type of unrest, your classes 
they're still going to be online. At Ashford, expert faculty teaches you real-world skills from real-world experience in online classes built for life's twists and turns. You can learn from home or wherever you feel comfortable. You could pursue a degree in one of Ashford's 60-plus programs like business administration, healthcare administration, and psychology with 24-7 access to your classroom, daily support, and financial aid available. Ashford gives you the tools you need to go from dreaming to doing. I know a lot of you out there may want a degree, either a bachelor's or master's, but it just seems hard to work out what with scheduling and will you have to quit your job go part-time who knows ashford makes university flexible so go from dreaming to doing your bigger future starts today at ashford university there's no fee to apply or standardized testing required to enroll go to ashford.edu slash lauren that is ashford.edu slash lauren again ashford.edu slash lauren so they know that our show sent you not all programs are available in all states as the Atlantic piece alleges, the president has, again and again, incited racial tensions in the hopes of making partisan gains. If he wins re-election, the idea that racism not only shaped the country's past but continues to define its essence in the present will become much more difficult to refute. If, however, a clear majority of Americans turn on Trump rejecting his racist remarks, those of us who still retain faith in America's perfectibility and seek to preserve its core institutions can more easily win the argument. Trump is not a racist. And it frustrates me that this is still a talking point used by so many in the left-wing media. He never called white supremacists very fine people. He never called all Mexicans rapists and drug dealers. And the idea that these people continue to propagate these lies, despite the fact that they have been debunked time and time again, is just so crazy to me. And I guess the silver lining here is that this rhetoric of constantly calling Trump a racist is no longer working for a lot of people, right? I mean, Trump is doing very well with Hispanic Americans and better with Black Americans than any Republican has done in a very long time. Look, obviously, I strongly disagree with the notion that voting for Biden or supporting the Democrats is the best way to stick it to the far left. And you know what? I really don't know who's going to end up winning the election. I hope it's Trump, but it may not be. Whatever the case is, though, what we need to continue to do is actually fight the far left. Obviously, they're going to be very upset if Trump wins, but I fear that if Biden wins, they'll actually be emboldened. And Biden is not going to be a strong leader. He's pretty much going to be Kamala Harris's puppet. I do have the feeling that if Trump loses, the far left, specifically people like AOC, will be able to use the Biden administration to gain even more institutional power than they already have. And if that happens, well, I, I hope... People like Sam Harris and whoever wrote this Atlantic piece are willing to come together with Trump supporters and fight these extremists. That's pretty much all I have to say for now, though. And as always, I would love to hear from you folks. If you are a liberal, are you supporting Trump? Yes or no? And who do you think is going to win the election? Hopefully we will know sooner rather than later. That's it for now, though. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.